Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Go hard, oh yeah, I don't care. I figured it out, finally. Hey, I'm all in on the Brooklyn Nets, man. <laughs> figured it Woo. out. I finally listened. Woo. Look, the Brooklyn Nets come up, uh, it feels empty with this experiment with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Hell, you can even throw in a James Harden and Ben Simmons, uh, you know, characters into this conversation. And it just feels like, God, that was such a dud. But I'm all in on the Nets having to had to do this. Like they they had to take this shot. They had to go after some superstars. They had to try to make themselves relevant nationally, which obviously they did. And the whole Steve Nash thing was a little bit of a failure. They maybe they found ultimately their head coach and Jacques Vaughn, so that becomes worth it. But more importantly, I think they had to do this regardless of the outcome of it because they needed to change the direction and the feel and the uh, the organizational edict of the organization, which is we are going to put a winner on the court. Now, I had a little bit of an uptick in, in attendance, and it just felt like there was more energy uh, in the arena out there at Barclays. But despite the ultimate, let's put, call it failure, of of this this trio that they tried to put together these superstar super team that they tried to put together to me it was worth it they had to they had to do this and even though it didn't work it ultimately puts the nets in a position to know what it takes to try to win a championship even if they didn't they had to do this and i think it, it works out and it was meaningful in the long term, despite the failure of them not actually winning anything. All right, Teak. Uh, we are, by the way, inside of our Town Fair Tire Studio. Friends at Town Fair remind you that you always get the guaranteed lowest price on name brand tires from Connecticut to Maine. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. I'm hearing in my ear that the Nets have made a little trade. We'll tell you what it is in a moment. I am all in on not agreeing with you. You know, I, so <laughs> fantastic. All right. They they took a swing. It was worth it. Really? Are they better off today than they were back in the day? I don't know that they are. I don't know. Yeah, again, yes, ratings, slight uptick. Two more thousand people in the arena. Great. Maybe a few more thousand uh, young Net fans run around the boroughs. Outstanding. Where are they going? See, I think that the Nets, and maybe this will force a recalibration. Maybe the Nets 
need to continue to go for it, but understand that just giving the keys to the castle to players is not the way to go. You want to acquire a super team? (laughs) It's got to be the right players to lead the super team. Desperation leads to bad moves. Again, if I was running the Nets back then and I had a chance to get Kyrie and Kevin Durant, I'm not saying I would not have done it. I would have. I want to be fair. But they now need to understand that the path to where they want to get championship relevancy and relevancy outside of a national perspective, which they have, I mean more of a regional, which is more quantifiable financially, they've got to understand that if they ever do this again, they got to make sure the players that they're getting are stable, not transient troublemakers who just sabotage the team concept. So at the end of the day, was it worth it? I don't think it was. I don't. I'm all in on that. No, it wasn't. Eight seven seven. At least they, at least they learned what not to do. <laughs> there you go. So <laughs> at the it, end was. Of the day. it was. It was. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way, we have a, just a slight delay. Just to point that out. And uh, Tiki's out there in the Super Bowl, which means we'll do uh, obviously a ton of Super Bowl stuff tomorrow. But there's a little slight delay. I'm sure maybe uh, some of you detected that over the show. Is what it is. Now, what happened with the Nets? They traded Crowder. Tra- uh, Crowder got traded already. Where's he's, he going? He's going to Milwaukee. Oh. For not one, not two, not three, not four, but five second-round picks. Five second? Is That's got to be a record. Has anybody in the history of the NBA ever been dealt for five uh, second-rounders? I don't know. All right. And what years are those? Who knows? Who cares? Whatever. That is the new way of doing business here in the NBA. You know, you just accrue as many assets as possible, which is why, uh, you know. Wait, much- isn't this? Mm-hmm. What's that, T? I was going to say, isn't this- don't they give up five second-round picks? If this year's 2023 that they gave, um, it don't 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 doesn't it convert to second round picks, right? Isn't that isn't it could. that? Didn't I read it's that? Part, it's, this, yes, this it could. Tree? It could. Yep. It could. Not sure. What so maybe that explains it. Okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Was this wait, go? Is that going back to the Harden trade you're talking about, or is this? No, this is this trade. By the way, is there anything more unexciting than talking about second round picks? We got it. We, he's gone. They got picks. No. Second round is great. Eight seven seven three three seven. We'll keep it moving. Eight seven seven three three seven six 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 six. Lawrence is out in Austin, Texas, on the free Odyssey app. What's up there, Austin? How uh, Lawrence? How are you? Hey, good to talk to you guys again. What's up, buddy? You know. There's something about being a New York sports fan where you appreciate loyalty, you appreciate hard work and uh, things like that more than I think you do if you're a fan of other teams. And that's why when they dogged Kenny Atkinson in the Nets, I instantly dropped the team because how can you just dog people like that? And this is exactly what you get. You get what you deserve. You tried to buy a championship and it backfired on you. And now you got to go back from the jump and you're trading trading for five second round picks. Uh, uh, Screw the Nets. This is what you get. Jeez. You can't buy championships. You know what? In New York, you work for everything. And uh, Tiki, Tiki knows the deal. You know, you know the deal. When we win, we win big, and we win with our guys. And that's how that's how it works in New uh, York. You know what I'm saying? So, not, that's but, great that's, but that's not true. Well, see, see, basketball's Sabatha, a little bit different. Sabathia wasn't ours. Mm-hmm. Burnett wasn't ours. Good point. I mean, come on, Alex Rodriguez was not ours. This is what I mean. We just recreate like the the past. Did people forget? That easily, what we saw. Well, I think what I think the challenge though with basketball is it feels like it's doable with the snap of a finger. It just it's not it's not because think of the the last championships, the Golden State Warriors. You know, it wasn't a snap of a finger, even though they kind of 
they were bad for a year and they came right back and won again. And now they're kind of just middle of the road right now. But like, think of the, the last few championships in the NBA. Giannis is, Giannis is not a, all right, you just found a superstar and you paired him with another. That, that's not how the Milwaukee Bucks, you know, won their championship. It just, it, it's a fallacy because of what happened with LeBron James and the Miami Heat way, way back in the day that you can just put a championship team together. The reality is you actually can't. It's harder. It's hard. It's hard to build a championship team. So this because Caller's not wrong in what he's talking about, but there are examples of it actually working. And CC is the is the prime one here in, yeah. in New York, but there's not a whole bunch of other ones, right? This well, is not a, a bunch of teams. Yeah, teams. Yep. That team that 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 Yankees team was good already, and CC and Alex and those guys were just like the the you know, the tipping point pieces. So there's just not a ton of examples. He's not wrong. The, the Giants didn't build championships on bringing in, you know, guys that were just, you know, off the street. No, but no NFL team. It, NFL, it, it, it's almost impossible. You can't do that in the NFL. You could try. It almost never works in the NFL. Never. Teams don't even really try anymore. It's such a fruitless uh, pursuit. Uh, listen, I'm going to cherry pick a few here, and I know that they won one without him, but that second next championship in 73 – Pearl Monroe wasn't ours, okay? Mm. Uh, you go back to the 86 Mets. If they don't acquire Keith Hernandez in 83 and Gary Carter shortly thereafter, they ain't winning in 86. If the Rangers don't get Mark Messier, they're not winning in 94. If the Yankees don't get Tino and O'Neill and many others in 96, they're not winning. So, you know, uh, let's try to come down too hard on the corner, but that is, that's not accurate. <laughs> come on, you got to know your history, man. Maybe, maybe he's a big Giants fan. The Giants did it organic. Yeah, well, Plexco Burris organic? Um, not really, okay. but it, it, they didn't win because of Plexco Burris. <laughs> I got you. you well, the you one game they did in Green Bay, they had eleven catches for like a buck seventy against the Packers. They yeah, did literally. True, but I got but, you. I, I hear you on that. But it, their no, defense was just dominant, and it was Eli. And it was the old line. Yeah, and outside, Eli was dominant. So outside of couple. O- yep, outside of O'Hara who I think started with the Browns. I, I think most of that old line was was drafted or developed and, you know, signed by the Giants, McKenzie. right? Kareem oh, that's right. Kareem McKenzie's the yeah, only one. Kareem McKenzie, true. That's true. Yeah. Good call. Uh, as uh, as Dove yells in my ear, Otis Anderson. Yep, back, back, back in the day, <laughs> true. And you won the, MVP, won the MVP, but, yep, Cardinal, et cetera. All right. Let's get Phil and Howell, New Jersey. Phil is on the fan. What's going on, Phil? How you doing, guys? Hey. Listen, I got a little fun today. I have a trade proposal for you. Uh-oh, all right? trade alert. Oh, oh. All right, code alert. All right, this is just a simple single trade. How about R.J. Barrett to the Wizards and reacquiring Chris Tapp's Porzingis? <laughs> you know, it's funny. Um, I would probably do that trade. I and I'm going to tell you why. I I want to tell you why. It's not, I'm not just saying that. No, no, go ahead. It's that. Okay, is that they have to go big, okay, especially in the playoffs, okay? Now, Mitchell Robinson is coming back. He's a defensive force in the middle. He doesn't have to score. He can get his garbage points, and he's a terrific rebounder, okay? And as you know, Porzingis is a lot better outside shooter than R.J. Barrios, okay? They need a scorer, again. And what's interesting, if you read the papers and the stats, and they show you the time like the times that they play the minutes, right? Yeah. Washington was smart because if you look on the average, he was playing 28 to 32 a night, okay? And what happens, we all know he's injury prone, 
okay? So if you limit his minutes, he's still going to get his 20 plus a game, okay? And that might keep him like a, a little bit healthier. You know, who knows that, but you know. Yeah. But I, I think that that would be a pretty good trade. Phil, it's not bad. I did, honestly, I would do it. I'm not saying it, it, it puts the Knicks in the NBA Finals or the, even the Eastern Conference Finals, but what it does do is it gets rid of the Barrett contract. Now, it's not horrendous. Mm. He didn't get full max, thank God. Uh, but Porzingis is making, I think, $33 million this year. He's got a player option next year. So, in essence, you trade Porzingis, who's got a $36 million player option next season, for uh, what remains on Barrett's contract, which is 23.8, 25.7, 27.7, and 29.6. I would do that trade in a heartbeat. I honestly would. I would do that trade. I, like, I am of the mindset that R.J. Barrett's never going to get a lot better. He's just not. I saw him the other night. No, I mean, he he's take, limited. He took, can you explain that? He took, he took a shot the other night, right? Now, they won the game. Uh, let me see. It wasn't the – was it the – let me see. Who they were they playing? They won – there was the – It was it the Magic game? I thought it was the home game before that. Either way, he takes a three, and it's in the fourth quarter, and he banks it. Like – how do you and, – and by the way, before that, he was like 6 for 19 shooting. You bank a three-pointer – and by the way, he does that a lot. Like, you're just not a good shooter. That's that's not, like, planned. You are that off your target that you got lucky that it ricocheted off the glass and it somehow went in. He's never going to be a shooter. Never. I trade yeah, him today. That's, that's, such, that's spatial spatial awareness. That's understanding where your shot is, where your where your spot is. Yeah, which he just doesn't have. Look, he works hard at it. You uh, give him credit because he does. I give him credit. He works his ass. That's off, like that's even but it scarier. He's going to get better. No, that's even scarier. Yeah. If you were saying, you know, he's just got to learn to get a work ethic, I'd say, you know, you know, you're right. Maybe he gets up a thousand shots every day this off season during the summer, and he's going to come back more efficient. He does, and he still can't. Shoot. Mm-hmm. I know he's working. I'm not doubting his commitment to his craft. He just ain't a good shooter. The other night, uh, a couple of games ago, when I said this on the air, first possession of the game, Knicks run it through, puts up an air ball. Like, what are we talking about? A jump shot? Ah, I don't know. Ivan down in uh, Houston on the fan here on the free Odyssey app. What's up, Ivan? What's up, guys? How you doing? Hey, today? man. Uh, you kill me, bro. Like, I love you guys, but if you want to know why net fans don't call in, just listen to the first 10 minutes of the opening of the show. I mean, you were, you're killing someone. They're going to go back to being irrelevant. They're going back to this. Let me just help you out here for a couple seconds. Okay. The best young player in New York plays on the Nets. Great. Period. Okay. Not even close. Cam Thomas. We have better assets. We have a better team. We're deeper. And we will beat you again when we see you make it 10 in a row. Fantastic. So, I know it's cute for Knicks fans to say, oh, Nets don't have any fans. They're irrelevant. But you guys have been irrelevant for forever. Nobody cares about the Knicks but Knicks fans. That's it. So stop attacking that fans. Stop attacking the Nets. We got a haul. We're going to be fine. We don't care about New York. Like Sai said, we're trying to do Nets world, not New York Nets. We don't care. Great. That was Prokhorov that wanted to win over New York. Okay. So stop. You love talking. You, nobody wants R.J. Barrett. Nobody wants Grimes. You literally said Grimes was a great player earlier on, on the show. Are you kidding? I said good, but either way. That's fine. So you like the Nets better. Cool. 
No, I'm just saying, like, because you guys love talking about the second teams in, in, in the city more than you like talking about the better teams in the city. Ivan, I, I hate Am to I break it. Right? Well, listen, man, I hate to break it to you. The, I know what you're going to say. You have no fans. No, no, I'm Nobody not going to say that. No, 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 no. That's the low-hanging fruit. No, that's the low-hanging yeah. fruit. I don't know. The it's Nets. Like the Yankee fans saying 27 champions. All right, I don't. Right? I don't care you about the Yankees that? right now. I don't care. Yankees. Don't, no, we're not talking about the Yankees. Hold on, Ivan. Hold on, bud. Hang on. Fruit. All right, hold on. Great. The Nets are as important to the fabric of this city. Or I should say as relevant because every team's important as the Devils. That's how much they resonate. So I don't. I, so what do you want to say? Be? Would you rather be the Rangers or the Devils? Who's one more? Devils. Where would I rather play? I'd rather play at the Garden. Of course, because because you, you have this thing with the gardens relevant. It hasn't been relevant since Ali Forman. Okay, nobody okay. cares about you know. You're so garden so great that nobody wants to play there. Except Remember every, that. except you're every. Uh, fine, I, dude, baby I don't care. People out for facial recognition, but I'm just saying you're bringing up things that nobody cares about. Nobody cares that it's the garden. Where do people rather play? Who who, who got big free agents? So I just want to get yeah. the I, Ivan. I want to get the main point. So you take issue with how I position the Nets? What place in the in the city, I'm, I'm not. A, no. what, what's your no, main no, beef? No, no, I don't take issue with that. What I take issue with is when you when you started your opening today, right? Yeah. You said now they can go back to being nobody, no be relevant. Yeah. And nobody cares. It's true. And what I'm explaining to you, that is it's that notion why Nets fans don't call your show. They it's don't call. I don't care. Like, it's fine. It's not cool. Come I don't on, need Danny, you to call. You're, you're acting like a bitter Knicks fan here right now. No, I'm Ivan. It's, it's just like during the football season. I had to listen to how the Jets are so much things. You had one get off of the play. His name is Garrett Wilson. You had no quarterback. Oh, you like to like jump around a lot. You take a lot of receipts, I no, notice. Oh, okay. I'm just, no, but I, I listen. <laughs> I love your show. Man. I know. Just, I hear you, you man. Know, I've called a bunch of times. I I'll just play with you. It's just, you don't know. I don't have phone too, too. I love yep. you guys. You know that. And what I just want to say, too, real quick. Yeah. Everybody gets infatuated with the, winning a championship. Enjoy the ride. Like, as a Nets fan, I was happy I was on TNT. Yes. I'm, you know, I'm just up at 12 and 70. I'll I'm give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, like, yes. Like I said, I'm happy I was on Christmas night. I've never yeah. played on Christmas Day. I hear like, you. That, you know, so, I mean, I think a lot of people always get caught up with, well, you got to win the championship. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to watch tonight. I'm going to watch Ken Thomas. Yeah, going Spencer for 40. Go, yeah. I hear you. Exactly. And I think sometimes we get caught up just like the Knicks. I don't hear no Knicks fans. You guys got, you're winning. Watch it. Enjoy it. Well, I did Not say, uh, but Ivan, you got to remember, you, you can't pick and choose. Thanks for the call, man. I know you listen a lot uh, out there in Houston, and, and we, we appreciate that. Thank you very much. I First of all, I did say at the beginning of the show, you know, I, I really very rarely, unless somebody kind of calls me on it, we have a little fun, which, by the way, this is all fun at the end of the day. But I'm not just going to reach without any sort of motivation for the low-hanging fruit to take a shot at net fans I, I, that's I don't. That's not really my thing. If anything, I stand up for you. I stood up for Evan. I've stood up for Keith. Right? I said, I'm like, listen. You know, you've got the biggest net fan that I know, and I've known Evan. You know, on some level for a long time, and I'm just getting to know Keith, and he's a teammate, and I think he does a good job, and I think he's a good guy, and I know he's a real fan. He's a true Nets fan. Like I, I was defending these guys, saying we're the home of the Nets. You couldn't even give Evan or or Keith, Kevin Durant, or Kyrie, or like. I was I was standing up for them. I, I'm not here to just attack the the team with the lower profile. It only comes out when you push me into a corner. That's all, Teak. That's it. Yeah, it's not about only attacking the Nets. It's not or being against the Dicks. The not. Nets are relevant today because they've traded Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant the last three days, and so a team that was supposed to accidentally because remember how we position this accidentally be in the hunt for a championship if joe harris got healthy and ben simmons figured himself out even just a little bit they'd be interesting 
but they moved off of all those guys. I'm not saying they're tanking. They're not running to the bottom to try to get you know a lottery pick because they have a good coach. They have some really good players on this team. And I got to be honest with you know what Ivan was just talking about. They actually might be more interesting to watch now because you're not worried about what's going to happen off the court or what's going to be the next dramatic issue mm-hmm. that's disrupting you know the the path of this team. Now as a net fan, you just kind of you know, release some of the expectation. I'm not saying you just let it all go away, but you release some of the expectation and you watch a very well-coached team play good basketball and try to win games. Now, if they win, great. If they don't, you understand where they're actually at. So in some ways, this does make it easier as an, if you're a net fan, which I think Ivan was, obviously, it just makes it easier to watch these games and not have to think, God, there's going to be some drama in the next day or two that's going to disrupt us. That's going to sabotage what we're trying to do. I totally agree with that. 877-337-6666. And I also agree with Ivan what he says. You know, I think too many people are fixated on the end result. Of course, we'd all love to be bestowed and gifted all these championships, you know. Uh, But to me, the journey, I think too many people really either try to speed up or don't enjoy the incremental steps along the journey. That, that to me, is the best part of being a fan. Like, yes, when you actually see your team hoist a trophy, that's the culmination of the building. But when you first start getting a little, a couple of games on national TV and you get a little love and you can see young players getting better and you can see some wins, you can see some some improvement, that is, that is oh, it's going to sound weird, but I've said for a long time, almost as enjoyable as the championship itself. I do agree with that. Those small steps are fun. Don't ignore them. That's why I like this Nick team. They play hard. And I think that's why the Net fans will like this team because they'll play hard. And no dramas, Tiki absolutely pointed out. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. All righty, 12-29 on the fan. It's Tiki and Tierney here. We got Ian Rappaport coming up next uh, segment. About 15 minutes away. Start dominant on some of the football stuff. 877-337-6666. We hang here with you. All right, so this will come across as shade, and it's not a... T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tended to be that, but I... uh, What is so good about this Mets commercial? What am I missing? So the other day, I see, you know, a little tease on the... On social media, big things coming February 12th, Super Bowl. Then we find out the Mets bought a um, a Super Bowl commercial, which is great. It's going to air locally, not during the national broadcast, but locally here on Fox 5 in New York. And they spent, uh, you know, big money for almost $2 million. So you always give credit to Cohen for cutting the check. Awesome. Increase the profile. I'm not saying it's a horrendous commercial. You know, Nimmo's there and Diaz is there and Mr. Mets always there. And they're answering the phones and they're... Hooking people up with season tickets. But, like, what the heck is so good about this commercial? They're trying to make themselves super relevant, BT. Well, they are relevant. They won 101 games a year ago. I know, and they're going to spend half a billion dollars. I agree with you. But I don't know. I thought the same thing. What was that? We were trying to figure it out in real time. Like, what does this mean? Is there a hidden message here? Like, what is this? Maybe. Maybe. All right, so you get tickets. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. You were so grumpy, dude. It's a look how cool. So Listen, the, the, it. the, the what's great is the the owner is putting emphasis on the team and putting them in the spotlight, and they're, he's putting one point five million dollars on Super Bowl when everyone's watching and putting out a, a hey remember us we're the Mets we're taking over the city see it's, you, listen I, get a, I don't I get care a, if it was just a Mets logo for 30 seconds <laughs> that would be better actually. no it wasn't this yes, was it awesome it had a little humor that to it it was a little, little personality hey how about the Yankees <laughs> put a video together with personality you can't do oh, that no, you're not allowed to have personality you can't have personality the Yankees social the media the Mets have personality lame. and you get upset dude have no, a little no, no. fun no, 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 no. The Yankee social media is lame. I'm not here to yeah. say that the Yankees rock it. They don't. Exactly. So enjoy this. But, you're, well, not a, you're not a well, fan. Well, I mean, okay. So we spent money, which, you see, you don't listen. That's the thing. Oh, I heard you. No, I you heard you loud and clear. You, you said in the You said it was, <laughs> but it was, there was nothing to it. It's no, no, not like very it, funny. In the it's first not... part, I said I give the Mets an abundance. You didn't listen. I, I give the, you, did, you weren't even in the room before you attacked me, which I respect. You always got to stand up for your team. That's fine. But it wasn't a shot. I did say you got to give Cohen credit. He spent big money, putting him on locally. I love it. But the commercial itself is kind of lame. Mm. That's all I'm saying. No, it's not. Okay. It's, it's, it's lame to you because you don't care about the Tiki, Mets. Is it you really don't good? care about the ghost ball is and Cody Sanger. No, no, it's not, it's good, not, good, enough. Good, it's not good enough to, not for good. a million and a half dollars. If they ran that, that commercial on SNY at 2.12 in the morning, it wouldn't be great. Like, it, it's just because it's on Super Bowl Sunday doesn't make the commercial great. I'm sorry It makes that the presence of the Mets more visible, but the commercial's nothing special. I'm sorry that, I'm sorry that, Brandon, I'm sorry that Brandon Nimmo and Edwin Diaz aren't the best actors. <laughs> They're baseball players. <laughs> They're baseball players. Well, I don't think it's the most creative concept. That's what I'm saying. What what the concept is that we we these are our players. So the phone rings and Brandon Nimmo comes running out. Ooh, he's a speedster. Get, yes. uh, he's a speedster who never steals bases. By the way, let me uh, uh, Mets. Yeah, it's that's going to change with the rule changes. It's, it's, you're talking like he's Mookie Wilson or, or stealing forty bags back in the day. He steals six bases a year. He's so fast. Answers the phone. Uh, Mets. Uh, this, so they're pushing tickets. Great. Right. 
Amazing. Exactly. Yeah, it is amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Where, where's the, where's you know the, what? I'm going to buy tickets where, right now. Where, I'm so inspired. Where are, Let's go. Where are the Yankees uh, putting their, their efforts on Super Bowl? They're the not. Yankees don't need to. The Yankees have a better brand. Mm. Okay, good. And we're trying to take over the city. Good so luck. we know, Listen, no one in their right mind goes, the New York Mets have owned the town for decades. No one said that. But what we are saying, and Tiki said it yesterday yeah. or two days ago, whatever it is, mm-hmm. they're going to take over. And they're starting now. And this now. commercial will be the impetus behind it's the just takeover. The, it's just the start of it. It's just, again, just the start of it. Well, it's, it's if started it's a couple the start, years. the commercials better get a whole lot better and they better win because the commercials ain't going to The commercials are going to come very hard and very fast. I actually loved it. They're doing Wow. They're going to start getting a little graphic. Right. Is what's yeah, going? I know, right? What's going on here? What kind of commercials? I don't, these, I don't uh... think the significant other is going to appreciate that. <laughs> they might. Uh, maybe. Depends. depends. Get off me. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it depends, Tiki. You never know, buddy. Nah, I can appreciate the effort. I love that. All I'm saying is it's, you know, it's on a scale of 1 to 10, the commercials are 6. Mm. It's not incredibly creative. It's not great content. The, the mission is clear. I respect the mission. Yeah. I respect the, the the approach, the attack on New York soil of sporting scene trying to get a bigger piece of it. The commercial was lame. When's the BT, lame? what would have made it better, what would have made it better hmm. is if we hadn't known it was coming. If we would have just happened to see it. That that would have made it better. You know but what? The fa- you the might fa- be right. The fact that it was yeah. we remember it's two weeks ago. You're we're right. looking at we're looking at this like what the hell what does this even mean? I it's was your intrigued fault. by it. It didn't let me down. It was it's weird. Right. That's right. Yeah, like, you had a rabbit hole. You try to figure I out what the, the back sign said. I, dude, I I was like digging into the just clicking on the website. I see Francisco Lindor's, I don't know, locker. You know, his, desk. Jer- his jersey was again like hanging up on a, a the back seat of a chair. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's like it's, it's supposed to be his office and what's like what's what's here? this sign mean? Huh. Is that his wife? Like what's going on? Wait, I, I don't know. Can't, can't really read what this says. And then you get that and you're like, eh, yeah. Right. So if it had come out of nowhere, I would have been like, oh, that's kind of cool. The yes. Mets are trying to be national. Like, they're trying to be a part of this. I get it. But because we were preempted to it, it kind of just, eh. It's true. When's the last time? False alarm. When's the last time <laughs> that a sport team put together a commercial like, oh, my God, that's riveting. I want to buy the product. Again, you're conflating here. I'm just, I, I'm just acknowledging I like the aggressive push. Uh, for the real estate, you're saying it's lame. I'm saying the city. They're, they're all just lame. make a better commercial. All, but 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 and my point is, which sporting commercial was it? The one when you're hyping up the team that's like hasn't won a World Series since 1986. I, <laughs> what, what, are you, what are you trying to hype up? Like I, so, like they took a different direction. Don't get me wrong. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm giving you that. You best be. Boy, you are combative. I know. Huh? Yeah, you ta- you're attacking the. No, it's I'm down. not. Flame. It's lame. You you don't understand cool, good stuff. Hey, huh? You were screaming. You were screaming two I'm minutes ago. I'm protecting my entity. Take now. Take levels with me. Take. Sometimes I get a little nut. Did I attack the Mets there? No. No way. Not at all. I thought you were actually being quite fair. I we're just, was. We're just talking about the and and we put it in context. If they hadn't preemptively showed us yeah. or at least teased us, we'd have been like, "That's pretty cool, the Mets." That's it. That's true. I was I, just expecting know. something like profound. Me too. Instead, mm-hmm. we got Brandon Nimmo running to pick up a phone. Edwin, Di- Edwin Diaz closed the deal. Don't you remember that at the end of it? Mm. Exactly. Okay, I'll tell you, boy, you, you guys better not. Uh, don't underachieve this year because your arrogance is already getting to me. Don't underachieve. I, I, there's no arrogance. I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm not saying we're winning. I already said how many games we're going to win, like 90-something. It's not like 100 games. I'm not doing that at all. I'm not playing that game. Yeah. I'm not arrogant at all. But I am excited that an owner is actually putting yeah, you team, uh, to, to team first 
and making it about the fans. And in all sincerity, you put should money be. into it. Yeah, in exactly. all There's nothing else that I'm going to add. In all sincerity, you should be. Thank you. But the commercial was weak. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. All right, Zeke and Terry back on the fan at 1245. Time for the Ian Rappaport report brought to you by your local Kia dealers. Visit Kia.com to discover a movement that inspires by total orthopedics. The the experts are getting you back to being you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. And by Collars & Co. Makers of the best polos on the planet. Visit CollarsAndCo.com. All right, Ian, a couple things we need to hit. Uh, let's, Let's first jump into the quarterback stuff. So... Derek Carr, uh, the visit, the Saints, obviously, I would think, obviously, that means New Orleans and Vegas has agreed upon comp, uh, which if Carr wants to sign there, he can. But the first step was agreeing on comp. How serious do you think he is there? He's been connected to Carolina. This could impact the Jets. Carr right now with the Saints. Where are we at? Uh, first of all, small clarification. They did not agree on comp. They basically oh. have what is essentially the framework of a deal. So it's like... If you were to do this trade, would you be willing to give this much? And it's like, yeah, that's around what we'd be willing to give. Okay, well, if that's the case. So it's not like done deal. Car just needs – there's there's plenty of things that need to be sorted out. Um, but obviously the Saints are the front runner. He has spent the last day and a little bit there. I think he's still there actually. Going to leave shortly, but I think still there. Um, and there's a lot to like. I mean, it's a team willing to give up a draft pick for him. As far as I know right now, that is the only team that has permission to speak with him, which would make me think it is the only team right now that has jumped down to right, this is a guy we would trade for. Okay. Um, he needs to get his okay and, you know, needs to figure out, does he want to do this? Because he has a no trade clause. But obviously, I'd say New Orleans is considered to be, you know, at the front of the line for Derek. Carr. Good clarification on the comp because we weren't sure about that. That's That's good intel right there. Okay, so... Assuming that you're right, and with this stuff, you almost always are. Uh, let see to me, and I know it's it's not easy, and I know it's not even technically legal. Uh, and now we pivot to Rogers here, who's my number one target for the Jets, and most people would agree with that. I don't understand how the Jets can't, on some level, get a signal from his rep, from somebody that knows him. Like the, on the most cursory level, don't you think the Jets have to have a sense as to whether or not Rogers likes the Jets? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's some back channel conversations or some, you know, someone can bump into someone and say, like, you know, yeah, maybe this is something you'd want to explore. And I think you could probably do it without, you know, without violating anything. And, and you know, information is what makes this whole thing thing go. So I would imagine somehow, some way the Jets can get the right information to know, like, if we pursue this guy, would he be interested? Rogers, obviously, as you know, is in a dark hole right now. Um, not, not emotionally, but actually, um, he, he is trying to figure out what he wants to do. He, st- he still says he could retire. It seems far-fetched to me. It'd be $60 million he'd be giving up, but if anybody would give it up, it'd be him. Um, and still needs to figure out if he wants to get traded. If he does want to get traded, then I would imagine the Packers would work with him. And then it'd be like, who would you want to get traded to? He doesn't have a no trade clause, but 
he's not going to go anywhere he doesn't want to go. So I think so many dominoes still need to happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, before they do a big thing, the Jets are going to know, like, all right, like, you know, is this actually reality? Yeah, and the other side of this with the Green Bay Packers is what do they do if Aaron Rodgers is longer there? And Jordan Love's name keeps getting brought up. Some people are saying, hell, forget Aaron Rodgers. Let's bring Jordan Love to the uh, to the New York Jets. What, where is, what is their thought on Jordan Love? What is, Or I guess I should say, what is the league's thought on, on Jordan Love? Well, the league's thought has changed dramatically. Uh, it really has. I mean, he everyone knew he was going to be a bust two years ago. And then he actually played. And then you're like, ooh, you know what? Looks kind of good. <laughs> Turns out that developing someone and keeping them and having them learn your system and having them practice hard and all that really helps you become a good quarterback, which is interesting. Um, so I know the league sort of thinks that he's someone who could be a starter. We don't truly know how good he is because, as you guys know, when the lights come on, things can happen. Players can become different. You can change. You can not perform as well. You can get to all that. So we don't, all those things about Jordan Love, we do not know. For me, it would be hard to imagine the Packers would trade him though. Hmm. I mean, you know, you can trade anyone and, and at some point that offers too much, you have to do it. But I would be surprised because let's say, let's just say Rodgers comes back to Green Bay, but just for one year. Well, the answer to the riddle is in your locker room. It's the next quarterback. So what price could someone possibly give that would send you off into the wilderness lurking, lurking for a quarterback when you actually have one. So I'm sure it would not be great for Jordan Love, but, you know, that would be probably his reality just to wait. Yeah, and it feels like there's so many moving parts right now that if you're the Jets, it's the most unenviable position to be in because it feels like, hey, we could get Aaron Rodgers. We're probably not going to get Derek Carr at this point, or we could be stuck with Zach Wilson again, right? It, it almost—it feels like the Jets should be re feeling really good about this offseason, but in actuality, it's kind of trepidatious if you think about it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and that's why you know getting—I mean, look, Zach Wilson has not worked out yet. We'll see what he ends up being, but I think it's obvious nothing good has been there yet. This is why it's so important if you're going to draft. You know, top two, top five, top 10, you got to get your guy because if you don't, you end up in this spot. And, you know, the Jets are a really interesting spot. They have a good roster. They have really good playmakers. I think the offensive line is going to be really good. Um, and that would probably be a focus this year would be my my guess. So all of the things are good except for the quarterback position, which is the most important. And on one hand, like it's an attractive spot for some quarterback. On the other hand, when you go into free agency without one, you don't know what you're going to come up with. You you don't. So, yeah, I mean, it's a very nervy offseason. Yeah, which is why it's so important for the Giants to retain Daniel Jones. Let's jump into this. And, of course, Ian Rappaport's with us here on The Fan. Uh, T and I were talking about a story yesterday. SNY had a couple of anonymous executives kind of earmark Jones in that 35 to $37 million a year category. It's interesting. Uh, he did play well. I'm not saying he's not worth it, but it's it's a lot of money. So, number one, do you agree with the like that the, those broad parameters, okay, financially? And number two, is there a team out there that might just make some crazy move for Jones that you can maybe identify to try to lure him away from the Giants? Uh, theoretically, yes. Um, but I would say the timing might make it difficult because let's say the Giants get a deal done for Saquon before the franchise tag deadline. Let's mm -hmm. just say that happens, mm -hmm. which I – you know, I would imagine as a goal, they just tag Daniel Jones and they say, everybody back off. 
We'll figure this out now or later or in July 15th or at some point, but he's ours. Um, and I think that's best case scenario. And that's why with all the Daniel Jones talk, Saquon has leverage too, because whether or not he gets a deal done really has pretty dramatic ramifications. You know, I would say this on Daniel Jones, like the, the value. Yeah. I mean, you know, if he could get 35, 37 million, I would say that's great. The problem for him is, you know, would he want to agree to anything long-term? He's kind of scratching the surface. He's just becoming pretty good. A one-year deal, a short-term deal, something limited might make sense for him because let's say in two years, he becomes a top 10 quarterback. Certainly possible. He's talented. Mm -hmm. Like he's not going to want to be locked in on a long-term deal. Yeah, you're right. He's got to protect himself for when he actually gets really good under, you know, obviously Brian Dable, but maybe not Mike Kafka. Uh, Mike Kafka is down to the final two with Lou Anarumo out in Arizona, and Wink is obviously still in this convoluted, whatever you want to call it, quarter, uh, you know, head coach George in Indianapolis. Um, but the the likelihood of them losing one is, I think, getting higher and higher as this thing goes on. Mike Kafka goes to the Cardinals. Let's just say they want an offensive coach to help Kyler Murray. What is Brian Dable's plan B? Right, I know Shea Tierney's there. We talked about it last week, but it's we trust that he has it. But what do you think it actually is going to be? Um, you know, I would imagine Shea Tierney figures prominently. I mean, he's he's a good young coach. He is young, but mm-hmm. you know, I heard really good things about his interview with the Tampa Bay Bucks for their offensive coordinator position. I don't know. I'm not 100 percent because it is tough to. I'm not in the room, and it's tough to know. And with a quarterback coach. We don't see the work that he does. We just see how the quarterback plays, you know? Yeah. Um, but I would imagine he'd be a consideration for offensive coordinator. And then, you know, Brian Dayball has called plays. I think he would like to not, but he has called plays before. So to me, I would imagine one of his possibilities is promote Shea Tierney, have him learn. Dayball calls the plays for a year and then maybe turn it over, something like that. But, you know, that's the goal of all this thing. And that's why, you know, the Bills have it really rolling now is what you want is for people to take your guys, you bump up the next guy, you teach him, you develop, you get someone else in behind him, and you get ready for that. And then not only do you have a good program, but you also have new ideas. I think that helps as well. Yeah, but let me ask you this, though. Do the Bills really have it rolling the way some people think that they do? I know that Dorsey got elevated, but uh, Josh Allen regressed. He threw a ton of red zone picks. I don't know that they have it rolling. They almost lost to the Dolphins. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, to get there, I know they lost, um, but to get there and to consistently get there is so hard. Like, there's not that many teams that get to that level year after year, and I know they haven't really won the big – not really. I know they have not won the big one yet. But to me, like, that's where you want to get. You want to get where the Chiefs are, and the Chiefs are a different level. The Bengals are. The Bills are. You want to get to a point where every year you know – 49ers, same thing. Every year you know you're going to have a chance and you play a little better than you did the year before. You could be in the title game and then you could be in the Super Bowl. Like, they got a chance. So, yeah, I mean, to me, that is a place where a lot of teams would love to get to. So you talk about winning the big one and we're obviously down to two. Um, is the town more red? Is the town more green? What, where's the uh, – who's oh. repping more? Oh, seems to be more Eagles fans, definitely. Ah. I can, I mean, I was at media night, opening night, whatever you call it, uh, opening night, I guess is the actual name, and Mahomes was getting booed. What? And I'm like, wow. what? What's happening? And theoretically, it's half Chiefs fans, but like, 
Eagles fans are intense, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are here. They're going to be here more. Um, and there's, you know, there's a lot of fun things about Super Bowl week, but watching the fans kind of invade the town and everyone wears jerseys and colors all the time. So all you see is colors. Um, it is really fun. And I think Eagles fans are going to take over this place. And, you know, Super Bowl crowd is always odd because it's very corporate. But mm-hmm. I would imagine much more green than red on Super Bowl Sunday. Wow. wow. Yeah, I'd agree. Are you going to NFL Honors tonight, Ian? I will be at Honors, actually. Right. I, I, I enjoy it. It's a yeah, I'll one. see you there. I'll see you there. I'm going. Nice. There you go. I'll say I'll say hello and I'll be like, is that it's tiki or Ronde okay. Ronde has a beard. He has a beard. You'll, it, you'll know. Beard? It's you'll white, know. right? It's all gray. Yeah, it's, it's all could, be, could, be, could be an interesting night. Are we gonna find yeah. we'll find out tonight, right? We will find out tonight. Well, yeah. everybody else will find out tonight. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Could be a good night. Ian, thanks for the uh, thanks for the stuff, man. Have a good weekend. Thank you, Ian. All right, take care, guys. Enjoy the game. No doubt. There you go, Ian Rappaport. So, yeah, I mean, listen. Of course, you'd love to be a perennial playoff team, but the thing about the Bills, like, I, it seems, yeah, you know, you, you elevate the, yeah. somebody, but it's not the same, and you, there's yeah, no you, guarantee that Tierney's going to do what Kafka did or whatever. Right. You know they're going to be there. They're going to be in the conversation, the Bills. But are they actually better every year when you're kind of taking an important piece, not the most important piece, but an important piece, and just replacing it? It's just, it's really hard to stay consistent like that. All right. 877-337-6666. Teak and Tierney on the fan a couple hours away from the NBA trade deadline. Maybe the Knicks do a little something. Maybe the Nets do something else. Uh, start diving into the Super Bowl stuff, that Mets commercial. I see your tweets. I got you. <laughs> Take it easy. I'm sorry. Not really. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. Oh, 